Warning, explicit content. We were so terrified. I've never been that terrified because it was really happening. Episode 5, Ghost Stories Part 1. Hey, it's Donna and Joanne. Hey, we're back again, RBF Cafe. And today we have called back our entrepreneur friend, <laughs> Mike Kaleiko. Hey, hey, hey. Did you miss me? Oh, yes. Very, very much. And since the last episode, you've gotten into some new business. Risky business. Risky business. Monkey business. <laughs> I'm a sensi independent consultant. You know what it is, right? I've heard of it before, but I have never bought any sensi product until you started selling. And I want to thank you girls for your support. <laughs> The thing about you is that when you get into something, you really get into something. <laughs> For real. This yeah. empire-driven dude right here. I never go small. I always like to make a splash. <laughs> and you've only been selling for how long? I started in mid-July. Actually, past mid-July. I literally only had like less than two weeks to sell. And update. Since then, Mike's moved from star consultant to director. One of the things I was able to use this vehicle of Sensi is Let's get hand soaps to the teachers. So I created this drive where people on island, off island, they could gift soap to teachers. And Joanne is one of my teachers that I picked because, you know, you guys are really the closest batch of teachers that I know. I know a lot of teachers, but logically, you'd pick the ones you really know. I'm proud to say that in like five days time, people from all over the country literally contributed soap, 255 bottles. I personally, because I did like a match kind of thing with my commission, because we could do that, right? That's part of the deal with fundraisers. So I decided to use all the money commission that I earned from the soap purchases from other people. I finally total. I personally donated 51 bottles of soap. Wow. Holy. Yes. So I'm very proud. And it puts my mind at ease, you know, that at least I did something to help my friends. And what is the website where people can buy from you? It's mk671.sensi.us. And you have a Facebook page, right? A Facebook yeah. and Instagram? It's Scented671. So easy to remember. Mm -hmm. Scented671. So all the links are there. And then IG, Instagram is scented by MK671. Uh, well, we're supposed to be talking about ghost stories. Yeah, but you know, proper introductions are due. And if there's anybody who has ghost stories... It's you guys. <laughs> it's not me. Oh, you don't have a haunted house? No, no they don't they, like her. they don't come when I'm around. Oh my God, I'm getting goosebumps. I hear, I would hear ghost stories, but I don't actually experience them. And I didn't know that I was a repellent until she mm. told me. Oh, that's good, actually. I don't, I don't get the heebie-jeebies. Oh, I remember because one of your me. places that you live. Everywhere she Everywhere lives. Everywhere it so you're a me. magnet. I'm the yeah, magnet. She's a magnet. She's the repellent. So, so this is where all our stories unite. I have a haunted house. <laughs> well, it used to be haunted. It's not haunted anymore, thank God. We found out later on that it was my sister who was attracting because ever since she moved off island, all the ghostly stuff stopped at our house. But there was some scary stuff. It was never scary, harmful stuff. But I'll give you an example. Like what was normal for me was coming home from school. I'm alone. Go to my room and change. Come back after changing. Faucet's on. Okay, I know that wasn't on when I came home. And then you have no choice. You just go into the bathroom and turn it off. As far back as five years old, my sisters would tell me about things that would happen around the house. The oldest ghost story was the old man. Oh my God. They would describe him as this old man with red eyes that loved to just peek through the crack of a door. Watch them sleep. Ew. And at one point, there was a rocking chair, too, that was next to the bed. And he also manifested himself one time sitting there watching. We don't know who that fucking old man <laughs> One family lived in our house before us. And there was probably somebody that died. I don't know. 
And then I remember I taught myself how to play the piano. And I had this obsession where I would just keep playing even until three in the morning. My dad would even come out at three and like, God damn it, can you stop playing? <laughs> I'm trying to sleep, you know. <laughs> and then my mom would routinely come out, but she, of course, motherly, right? Yeah. My mom's one of those people that old school wears those frilly night robes. I don't know if this is a Filipino thing, but she puts a pillowcase on her head. What? So it looks... <laughs> really laughing. What? That's the first time. <laughs> no, but there's a reason. Look, did she have rollers? Yes, what? she had the pink rollers. Yeah, I know the pink rollers, but not the pillowcase. But there's a reason why I'm mentioning this pillowcase. <laughs> I'm setting it up, girls. I'm setting up the story. So our, you know, the varnish on the piano is very reflective. And I got used to my mom coming up like at 2 a.m. Boy, why don't you sleep? And I could see her coming up through the reflection in the piano. And it's that pillowcase on her head. But there was one night where I was playing, and it was odd because I saw her reflection coming up to the piano, and she just stood there watching me play oh, for a good fuck. five minutes. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, this is the first time mom's listening because usually she's telling me to go to sleep. So when I got done with the song, hey, mom, mom. And then when I looked, there was nobody there. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I went, mom. <laughs> I ran to my mom's room. Mom! What? Were you just outside? <laughs> I don't know who that was, but there was a hooded thing watching me. God, okay, so you're hitting like two things on my scariest, earliest ghost story ever. The running water thing, the hooded figure. Mm. I was just born, and I was born in Saipan. I'm Saipanese by birth. Oh, I never knew that. Saipan! Yeah. My, my mom went there to work to send money home to the Philippines, and my dad was a traveling businessman. <laughs> Between Guam and Saipan and they met there. Anyway, I was born and I wasn't baptized yet. And at the time, my mom still lived in what they called their barracks. She worked at the bowling alley. All the workers from the bowling alley, they stayed in an apartment complex in San Vicente area. It's very jungly. No other neighbors. Kind of isolated. Kind of isolated. Very isolated. So she's got me. She's like, I'm staying in tonight. Co-workers and friends, they're all out. She's got me sleeping in one room and she's, you know, trying to cook and everything. And then one of her friends comes home, co-workers, the co-worker's boyfriend came over. And at the same time, the dog and my mom's co-worker, this woman, she shoots up and she starts going pale and she's just screaming. Oh my God, they're coming. Mm. The dog is barking, but backing away. Oh my God. That's never a good sign, right? When the dog is... Never when the dog is flipping the hell out. And this woman pointing towards the jungle saying, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Her boyfriend's like trying to shake her, slap her, whatever. He's like, who's coming? Who's coming? She's like, the one with the hoods and veils. So the dude says, Remy, grab the baby. My mom has this thing about knives. So she grabs the machete that she keeps in her room. (laughs) Your mom wants you to arm yourself with a knife. Always. She says, according to her, they don't like the knives and the metal, the ghosts. Oh, the ghosts. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's a thing. Keep a knife no matter what. I have something to tail on that. Okay. So she's got me. She's got the machete. The woman is still panicking. They locked everything. But then all the spigots outside of the house get turned on at the same time. Mm. And it's loud. And there's power glitches. Then the screaming starts again. So they could not sleep. They just waited for everyone to come home. They're like, why is the house so locked up? The spigots had stopped by this time. My father had asked this older gentleman to check up on my mom and me until he could get it set for us to move to Guam. So when he came by, my mom is telling him this story. And he's like, 
Oh, Remy, I gotta tell you something about this place. Mm. Fuck this shit. Yeah, it has a history. Before it became their barracks, its origin was like a convent when they ran a little bit of an orphanage. There's mystery around what happened, why they closed the orphanage, but it was rumored that maybe one of the infants died there. And he's like, I suggest you do not sleep here tonight, and then we need to get this baby baptized right then and there. Because whatever that woman saw, they were coming for me. Don't ever go to Saipan, Joanne! Didn't you have a story about knives? Oh, this is recent too. So recently... We have all this time to do home maintenance and all that, right? And I just got into a fit one night to rearrange my mom's room layout. So under her bed was this big size of a sword, but it's shaped like a giant machete. My dad's passed, right? He's been gone for 20 years already. But she always said, your dad always said to make sure that the sword stays under the bed. Well, it makes sense now. Now it makes sense. And I'm also, you know, I'm into feng shui and all that. And I was like, this can't be good feng shui. A knife under your bed. So I told her, eh, take it out. And then she didn't tell me till like two weeks later that ever since that night, she had been having nightmares every night. She was like, hey, you know, I'm like dreaming of all the dead relatives that we have. And they're, I don't know if she said they're calling her. And I was like, maybe you need to put that knife back. Did you put it back? <laughs> she did. Okay. And then she said she's been sleeping fine. The night she returned a sword thing under her bed, I started having nightmares. Oh my god! And I literally dreamt that I was underneath her bed, trapped. And I just remembered trying to crawl out, and I couldn't. What does it mean? I don't know. Getting back at you, like you need a sword. I know. But ever since then, it's been fine. I think we just stirred up some energy or whatever that I do put up spiritual barriers. Say like nothing that I don't want to see comes in. That's what my mom tells. me she's like if they ever come around and they are not welcome you don't want them there you need to let them know oh my god the light just flickered outside we can do ghost stories part two next time another ghost story we might have a part two we might have a part two have a lot of ghost stories you still have the one where you were sleeping but you weren't sleeping yeah and then they only left because i was because she was calling me (laughs) that's the only time that she was living in bel-air i remember this story and it was registering like something is coming in but they kept preventing me from answering but then when she finally, you know, went, holy cow, I got up so fast. Yeah, I didn't know until she said she could hear people running upstairs. Yeah. But then when I came, I'm like knocking on the door. Yep. They ran They away. ran. To be continued. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that freaked out everybody already anyway with those stories. Can we end in a lighter note? Can you repeat your Sensi website? <laughs> <laughs> in line with all this spooky stuff, the harvest, the harvest. items for Sensi are coming out. mk671.sensi.us. Check out those cool Halloween novelty items see now that's uplifting right there you go (laughs) september will be the time for everybody to start purchasing these things (laughs) unfortunately that is all the time we have for today okay bye okay okay bye thank you for listening to rbf cafe 